are you doing out here? I was so worried about you. Obi-Wan told me terrible things. What things? He said you've turned to the dark side. That you killed younglings. Obi-Wan is trying to turn you against me. He cares about us. Us? He knows. He wants to help you. Anakin, all I want is your love. Love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. At what cost? You're a good person. Don't do this. I won't lose you the way I lost my mother. I am becoming more powerful than any Jedi has ever dreamed of. And I'm doing it for you. To protect you. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 320, Top 5 Revenge of the Sith Moments. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala to my Obi-Wan Kenobi, we have Carla Claire and Katie Horde. <laughs> Only my new powers can save you, Katie. <laughs> You're going down a path I can't follow. Actually, no, I really want to because it means I get to be Padme, which is like the dream. <laughs> You're here with Jason? You brought him to kill me. <laughs> 100% yes. You've done that yourself. <laughs> you, will not, you will not go podcast without me. <laughs> your just... arrogance and your lust for fans has already done that. <laughs> I'm like standing back with like my arms crossed like you know can you guys wrap it up can you just decide who wins already <laughs> come on Carl just legit did a spit take <laughs> so hey everybody well, we are super jazzed because in this particular episode we are doing another top five but we are going to do our top five Revenge of the Sith moments and this is because we asked all of you um, about a little over a month ago what top five movie moments you wanted us to do. And it was a three-way tie, right, Jason? Between yes. Empire, Revenge of the Sith, and Rogue One. So yes. we did Empire a little while ago. We're giving Re- Revenge of the Sith some love in this episode. So uh, yes. and We'll get to Rogue One your, next time we do a top five. Exactly. So grab your Sith eyes. Because here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just popping in those golden contact lenses. I mean, I got them for Darth Maul cosplay, but this will it, it works. It works for Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but guys, we podcast in them all the time, anyway. So, you know. <laughs> but before we before we get into our Revenge of the Sith moments and all the other fun things we have, I got to give a quick shout out and and thanks and appreciation to our two latest iTunes reviewers. So we we got two wonderful reviews from Lady L and Grumpy Wampa. 
Um, <laughs> I love the name Grumpy Wampa. That's very fun. Um, yes. Lady L. I'm just going to say Lady Leia. Um, and uh, so thank you both so much for taking the time to write your reviews in the iTunes store. We really, really appreciate it. Again, it helps the podcast be more visible. So thank you to all of you who write the iTunes reviews. And specifically in this episode, thank you, Grumpy Wampa and Lady L for taking the time. <laughs> You guys have hearts of Kyber <laughs> <laughs> and fantastic screen names. Um, so. Obviously, very refined taste. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so much more refined than our podcast deserves. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I like to. I like to imagine you know the Larian sitting back with like a glass of wine. Ah, uh, yes, a new episode of the Wampas Lair. <laughs> <laughs> And we're yeah. here basically giving each other spit takes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so oh there's no gosh. way we're drinking wine while recording because that's just a waste. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so we uh, we had a incredibly huge response to, to our poll from last episode where we talked Ooh. all about the fierce young Jedi Ray. And we asked all of you what your favorite Ray moment slash scene whatever was. And Jason, you took the time, th- thank you for that, <laughs> to compile all of these results. And the Larians had a lot to say. So what what did they have to say, my friend? Oh, my goodness. Well, I think this could go on record as our most responded to poll ever. Um, I actually took the time to count how many responses we got. Now, some of these, uh, some people gave, you know, two or three different scenes. So I counted all of those. So keep that in mind. But we got 69 votes from Ooh. listeners that's awesome and larian so wow. thank you so much everybody for, for participating in that that is fantastic but uh since we have hey, that boy, many i love you oh boy, <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> but uh i should get started then reading these things so <clears throat> in eighth place with one vote each we have uh the force back vision uh we've got uh waiting for my family, oh. uh, the Jedi mind trick on 007, <laughs> uh, Ben's betrayal when you know he he her reaction to to Ben after the Praetorian Guard duel, oh. uh, blasting Tie Fighters on crate. Yes, uh, I like this. I like this. <laughs> I like this. Exactly. I like this to <laughs> <laughs> um, Kylo's torture scene where she reaches back into his mind. Um, the conversation in the elevator. Need I say more? Oh, <laughs> oh nuts, I should have put my vote there. Oh, well. <laughs> Ray and Finn hugging on Starkiller base after he rescues her, so to speak. Um, fixing BB-8's antenna. The mirror. The, the cave. Um, I've seen your daily routine. You're not busy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when Maz tells her they are never coming back. Oh. Uh, I'm not touching that thing again. I don't want to I know how to run without you holding my hand. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and Han's job offer. So those were all one vote each um, at number eight. Um, now, in seventh place with two votes each, um, Carl, this is where your vote went. Uh, the Jedi steps. Yeah. Uh, we also have touching hands, reaching out, touching you, touching me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sweet ray of mine. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> there we go. That needs to be a 
parody song now, folks. <laughs> ben, so- ben Solo sings it. That's just like, that's what happens during the credits of episode nine is like Ben Solo, sweet ray of mine. Like this. You know, <laughs> and then you have BB-8 going, boop, boop, boop. BB-8 harmonizing with Porgs. Oh, that'd be adorbs. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my gosh um also in seventh place with two votes um i bypassed the compressor um (laughs) enjoying the rain on octo uh ray versus luke jedi training um then in sixth place with three votes we have the garbage will do (laughs) um in fifth place with four votes, we have Lifting Rocks. Uh, fourth place with five votes, we've got The Duel in the Snow, which <gasps> for your vote went, Katie. No fight, snow fight. <laughs> <laughs> In third place with six votes, uh, we have The Praetorian Guard Fight. In second place with two votes, or second place with uh, two votes. I think you did this wrong. No, 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 no. (laughs) Eight votes each. We've got the scavenger, which is her opening, you know, sequence uh, on the Uh, Star Destroyer. I'm surprised how much love that scene gets. Not because it's bad, but just I'm shocked how high it is. That's really cool. And then hand in hand with that, at second place is Ray at home. Oh, yeah. When she goes, when she goes at ho- home and enjoys her bread and wears the helmet and watches, you know, all that stuff happen. So can I can I make a quick inter- injection about that? I just because sure. I, I just because I'm fascinated by the, the fact that those are tied for second. Yeah. I feel like those are also in a way the most human Ray moments, too. Right. Like oh, her yeah. introduction is so oh. human. Um, it's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very Star Wars, but it's also incredibly human. I mean, it's just as yeah. mundane as Luke complaining about the moisture farm, right? Like, it's yeah. it's her boring, mundane life, but it's, like, immediately what grabs you as a human and says, identify, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. So, that's so cool. I love that, that got, those things got so much love. Yes, me too. However, I'm glad that this next one got first place because that's where my vote went, of course <laughs> – my vote might have actually tipped it over the scales. Um, and in first place with nine votes each, we have lightsaber in the snow when the lightsaber Ooh. flies past Kylo and ends up in her hand. Powerful. Um, as soon as we were doing this. Exactly. As soon as we were going to do this poll, I was like, oh, I know mine. And that I, that is by far still my favorite Ray moment when when that lightsaber lands in her hand and we get the the camera zooming in on her and she realizes what's about to happen mm. and the music plays and it's oh so good uh, yeah. that's like you know to bring it back to the heroine's journey as always because i'm gonna uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of that's part of it when the heroine realizes she takes up the sword of discernment and she realizes that her her power is hers to like name and to claim you know like mm. that's part of it that's her moment. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. 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 Um, so there so we go. Ray got a lot of love. She deserves it. She deserves Hello, Mr. Abrams. <laughs> Hello, Mr. LeClaire. Oh. Oh, my heart just oh. melted. 
<laughs> God in heaven. And that's and that's just Ray through Jason's mouth. You know, if, if Daisy Ridley actually <laughs> oh said that to Carl, I think Carl would die. I would. Um, I would. I'd be dead. The Wampus Lair would just be Jason and Katie moving forward. Yeah, um. Just like Jason and Katie and like the, the smoldering remain where, where Carl used to be. Just like he just like he combusted one day. Like, just... Daisy Ridley said hello. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, so for next episode, we, we are not doing neither a poll or a matchup because – Next episode, so next week's episode is all about you, you all. The, it's a Larry in response episode, so send in your questions. We've gotten some great questions already because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But next week, we just want to respond to your questions, questions about the movies, the themes, characters, whatever you want them to be. Please send in your questions um, you know, through our social media or, or, or email, which we'll remind you of at the end. Um, so in light of polls or matchups next week is just any of your questions, feel free to send them in and we will get to as many of them as we possibly can. Yes. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, me too. You all got some great questions. So Uh, is this going to be your first Larian response episode with us, Katie? I do believe so. Wait, no, we did a, we did one after solo came out. Oh, that's right. But it was, but it was specific to solo. That's true. Yeah. This is the first open-ended one. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. So good. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait because you guys asked the bomb questions. Yes. yes. <laughs> questions that just, like, keep me up at night. Han <laughs> was hot about it. Oh, <laughs> God. I still don't know oh, what that no. means. <laughs> questions that need answering. I know that's a Lord yeah. of the Rings quote, but I'm going to use it anyways. Um, <laughs> um so also really quick before we hop into the topic, um, just a reminder, if you've been listening along, um, at the end of this episode, we're going to put on episode five of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama titled Millennium Falcon Pursuit. So I hope you've all been enjoying the Empire Strikes Back radio drama thus far. So episode five at the end of this episode, stick around. And of course, that's the episode, obviously, when Luke trains on Dagobah. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, guys, Kid. real quick. What? Uh, so I was obviously watching Revenge of the Sith today to prep for the mm-hmm. episode, and I had this thought come to me about what is the, the 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 similar thread between the prequels and what happens between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Ooh. Okay, breakdown of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So watching Revenge of the Sith today, it 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 really sunk into me how tragic it is just watching the disruption of Anakin's relationship with Padme and obviously his relationship with Obi-Wan which also disintegrates the relationship between the three of them right like those relationships fall apart and the galaxy falls apart as, as a result right like these galactic events are incredibly personal right this is to me like this is mythic storytelling at its best because you have these grand um, stakes, but they're kind of summed up in these very personal stories. Um, and it just made me think that the the genius of Snoke, um, and again, we still don't know exactly what he used, um, and I'm sure we'll learn more, um, but Snoke went after the most important thing to tear apart what the Alliance was about. He tore apart Han, Luke, and Leia by mm-hmm. corrupting Ben, right? Yeah. If you look at like to me, 
the Jabba's palace, the Jabba's palace stuff is so important because it shows how when the, you know, Han, Luke, Leia and all of them work together, they can yeah. accomplish anything. Yeah. But when you tear them apart, everything falls apart. And that's where we are at the beginning of the sequel trilogy is the, these, you know, incredibly important relationships are torn asunder by the tragedy of Ben's fall. And yeah. that's why yeah. we are at the sequels. And I just, I just thought that was, again, I don't know if it's in, meant to be intentional or if, you know, a million people are like, yeah, no duh, Carl. But uh, <laughs> it just like really hit me while watching Revenge of the Sith today. I was like, wow, the tragedy of this story is ultimately these relationships that fall apart. And then yeah. if you look at the beginning of the sequel trilogy, what we all wanted when we heard, you know, Mark Carey and Harrison were coming back, we didn't essentially get right on, on screen time. And that's so important that we didn't because that's why the galaxy's torn asunder again because these three have been torn apart. So, yeah. If you had the three of them together, you know, nothing would have been able to stand against them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that's, that's really, it's really smart, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's again, a, I'm sure a million people are like, yeah, no, duh, Carl. But <laughs> Carl, I, I got, fool. Carl, you're a fool. <laughs> Carl's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I got but so excited I had, when I saw I hadn't that thought of it that way, Carl. So I, that's that's new to me. So I'm going to take that uh, and mentally digest it um, so that <laughs> I can think about that more because that's a really good point. I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Thank you. So um, let my brain masticate on that. <laughs> so, brain masticate. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we we um I, I sent a message to, to Katie and Jason this morning. I was like, all right, guys, like just for the sake of time, like let's not do honorable mentions. And Jason's response was simply, I'll try. And then 20 <laughs> minutes later, I go, all right, I'm sorry, but I have one. And poor Katie is like, I, I actually stuck to the I stuck to what you asked and didn't do one because I'm not a butt. Um, so. How come the Sith one in the group was like, oh, I'll follow the rules? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> Come on, Katie. Well, because only a Sith deals in absolutes. No, oh, that's, oh, right. oh. that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Diagnosed. <laughs> there we go. That's why. Um. <laughs> so, um, Jason, do you want to share your honorable mention first? Sure. Um, and I put it as an honorable mention because it's a little bit of a cheat, but um, not much. And basically, it's the end montage, uh, starting from Padme's funeral to the end, where there's, there's no dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just so good. It's very sad. The music is amazing. The way it transitions in and out of the different themes the whole time. Um, the the imagery is beautiful at, at Padme's funeral. It's stark. When we see Vader, and then we get the the message of hope with the twins. And I think one thing I hadn't really noticed up until I was rewatching my my moments here right before the show uh, that I picked, and watching this, the music that plays when we see Vader and Palpatine and Tarkin on the Star Destroyer starts off as the Force theme. We get you know, a little bit of the force theme phrase, and then it transitions back into the funeral march um, that we was playing during Padme's funeral, and then into the imperial march as we end the scene. And I just thought that was a really neat use of the music and something I hadn't noticed before mm. um, until this time around, at least not noticed uh, consciously. So, um, but yeah, I. 
I think when Star Wars does montages, I think it does it brilliantly. And um, so, yeah, that's an honorable mention for me. Nice. I like it. Well, this is going to make it quick because mine is very similar. Um, mine is just the montage, uh, the intercutting between the creation of Vader and the death of Padme. Um, and what I really love about it is it's in a way it shows us that their relationship has come to an end. Right. Um, but their love has not. And that lives on in Luke and Leia. Um, and I just, again, it's, it, it's George is using very simple storytelling methods in the sense that Vader is now, you know, cloaked in black where Padme is in this white gown, right? She is still the, the vision of hope. Um, she's the one who still believes that there's good in him and that good, that goodness of their love lives on in Luke and Leia. Um, and then just the tragedy of watching Anakin entombed in Vader, right? Like, it's like he is being sealed in a living coffin. Um, and it's just it's so heartbreaking that he's symbolically dying as she physically dies. Yet their love lives on in the hope of Luke and Leia. So I just it's so beautiful. Yeah, that's very good. So great honorable mention. Thank you. Do you have any comments on the honorable mentions, Katie, since you don't have one of your own? Uh, just that you both broke the rules. So <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So I have the high ground. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> That's true. That's true. But this is the Katie, Wampus Lair. So. We shall do what we must. Yeah. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors? No, I was going to say, <laughs> you're supposed to say, you will try. Oh, you will try. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, but Katie, why don't you kick it off since we just did all the talking? All right. Okay. All right. We're going to start. Oh, wait, do we're we, gonna start. Or do oh. we want to play Rock, paper, scissors? Let's play rock, paper, scissors, but I still get to start. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let's do it. Okay, All right. This is for okay. this is for who goes after Katie. Okay. All right, and if Katie wins, she gets to decide. Okay. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jason wins. <laughs> Katie and I, Dwayne I Johnsoned up, and like, Jason was a piece of paper. Rock. So. <laughs> Wait, but here. what's? Nothing stronger than rock than two rocks. How can two rocks lose to paper? I'm so confused. I it just, just expands and covers us, I guess. Yeah, I guess. yeah. I wrap you up and I take your strength and use it as my own. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't understand this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Katie, what what is your number five? All right. We're going to start real easy. We're just going to ease on into some Revenge of the Sith. My number five is no loose wires jokes. Did I say anything? (laughs) He's He's trying. trying. I didn't say anything. (laughs) That exchange is so perfect and so pure. It's just it's beautiful and and it has to be on my list because it's just that that's everything about anakin and obi-wan's relationship like right there (laughs) it's also i just have to say it's also like weirdly like the most like pure representation i've ever seen of like my own marriage (laughs) (laughs) so wait so wait wait, i'm anakin i'm anakin that was the question which one are you (laughs) yeah, I'm Anakin. I'm like definitely the more emotional one. <laughs> and Nate is like, you know, he, he's definitely more like Obi-Wan where he's, you know, more chill, more reasonable, but like still funny and still like he's able to keep up with me. Like, you know, <laughs> and then when I'm like, I'm like, I know what you're going to say. Don't say it. He's like, did I say anything? <laughs> he's trying. I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. 
Yeah, no. I won't say anything else right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will because I don't have that moment anywhere near my list. Um, but that sounded really mean. Um, but no, but you, I, I like the reason though, Katie, because you're right. It's it's one of the few moments in the film. Well, really, I mean, except it's really only the beginning part of the film where we get a good sense of the camaraderie between the two of them. Um, and that's so great because they're in the midst of a, like a heated battle on their way to confront Dooku again and save yeah. the Chancellor, and yet they still just can have this silliness between them. Right. Yes. It's so good. Yeah, I like it. So, Jason, who's going next? Me or you? I'll go next. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, my number five. My number five. Okay, Pappy. Is um, <laughs> I'm going to just call it by what it's called in the soundtrack, and that's Anakin's Dark Deeds. But it's the, the cutting back and forth, again, montage kind of stuff, uh, between... Palpatine assuming power in the Senate and Anakin slaughtering the separatists on Mustafar. Um, It's the imagery that is being played up combined with the music is just perfect. And that's my favorite piece of music in the entire movie. Uh, So I, you know, it's obviously going to have a lot of impact for me, but I, I just, the, Palpatine is trying to play this off as, you know, as he's just, you know, doing what has to be done to protect everybody. He's the innocent here. (laughs) Meanwhile, his right hand is murdering the separatist leaders in cold blood. You know, he has been sent there to take care of them. (laughs) Um, And. And, you know, whereas if this was still the Republic, they would have been arrested and brought in for trial and imprisoned like, you know, Newt Gunray and Mott Tambor had been previously. Um, so during the Clone Wars. But, you know, they, this is that's not the case anymore. Palpatine's done. He's got what he wants. He's going to put an end to all of this. So, you know, go. Go slaughter some go slaughter my my quote-unquote rivals you know they think they're my rivals but they're just my pawns go kill them i don't need them anymore um and while that's happening he is to thunderous applause toppling the last remnants of the old republic um in any real sense it will still have the facade of the new the old republic for a while um up until he disbands the senate right before the death star is activated um but yeah, this is this is where it all ends, essentially, and it's just perfect. And Padme's face says it all. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. You know that she's. This is a man who she's known her whole public life. You mm. know, he was probably a mentor to her early on. You know, she thought he was a good man, and then you know, as the Clone Wars started to ramp up, she began to you know question some of his decisions. Now, during the Clone Wars, she started to question the man himself, um, and and this is where we're at now. And she's sitting there watching the Senate hand their heads to this man on a platter, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. And this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. And it's it's tragically perfect that scene is tragically perfect yeah um it's not on my list but i love it it's it's such a good moment because it is literally the birth of the empire and again what's so incredible about that is again that the empire grew out of a good thing right the republic oh yeah the force good in the galaxy and now it's been corrupted into this evil force and like you said jason it's so perfectly intercut then with this 
horrible, like savage murdering of the separatist leaders by Anakin. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you never, you never feel sorry for Newt Gunray, right? you know, in <laughs> Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. But you're like legitimately like, oh god, that's horrible. When you see him just cut, you know, gutted yeah. by Anakin, it's yeah. like it's like we did everything he asked, you know. Right. And, yep, yep. And, and he's there saying the war is over. Lord Sidious promises peace. All we want is, and that you know, he's like, I'm I'm ready for this war to be over. At least that's yeah. what he's telling Anakin. Who knows if you can trust in the Moidian, but. Um, <laughs> But at least that's what he's saying, and Anakin's like, "Nah, you're you're done." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's ugh. right, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's I, I, I really, you know, I really feel that you know what what Lucas is really encapsulating with these scenes is is tyrannical power coming to to a head. Like to me, most clearly personified in somebody like Hitler, right? Yes, you know, you've got this guy who's coming to. He's being cheered by the populace, but behind the scenes, he's murdering millions, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to be fair, right, like in that time, like when Hitler first became popular, there were whispers of what the, some of the atrocities, but it wasn't public knowledge initially. No. Right? So they see him as a savior figure because Germany was totally down and out after World War One. They see him as a savior figure. And even these whispers are just whispers. And it's the same with Palpatine. They see him as the savior figure, right? Like that's how he's kind of personified throughout the Clone Wars series. And now they just seem to inevitably trust him. And even though there's probably whispers of fear about him, the whisperers know to be quiet, you know? And we're learning what's going to happen to those dissenters afterwards, right? So, yeah. Yeah. That's great stuff. Well, it's horrible stuff, but at the moment. so, I, I understand what you uh, meant. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my number five is I'm just calling it Anakin and Obi-Wan in the temple hallway. Um, <laughs> and I love it after Anakin is appointed to the council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? It's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. It's unfair. <laughs> How can you be on the council and not be a master? Take, Take a it. seat, young Skywalker. <laughs> Love in the novelization. His internal dialogue there is just like, maybe I'll take yours. I'm like, yes! Do it! Take it! Kill that (laughs) son of a gun. Kill him. He deserves to die. He's the worst. Um, (laughs) But I hate Mace Windu, as we all know. Um, But anyway, but it's actually the scene right after that. I love this moment when Anakin and Obi-Wan have this really tense moment after that, right? Anakin is... And again, it it perfectly personifies these two characters. You've got the hot-headed Anakin who's fuming, he's pissed, he's angry. Um, And and again, a lot of it is... It's coming from his arrogance, right? He thinks he deserves this. He's entitled to this. Um, Mm. And also, again, like... I'm going to bring up the novel probably a few times throughout this because the novel is immensely better than the film. You got I got to say it. You got it. Um, but got it. also in something that's not explored in the film but is in the novel is Anakin really wants to be a master mainly because he wants access to those holocrons in hopes that he yeah. can find a way to save Padme. That's never explored in the film, which I think is to the movie's detriment. Um, but even in the moment, right, it still does show. Like, Anna, It would make sense that Anakin is really angry and pissed off because this is a smack to his ego um and he's got an ego 
Um, yeah. But you've got Obi-Wan who's really trying to, to, to balance this here, and it's so hard. It also, kind of like your moment, Jason, the music here. I love, love, love the music in this particular scene. Um, John Williams does a great job of just playing this very, like, tense and... Um, you know, strained music that kind of elicits what's what's going on between these two friends. Um, here, I'll pull up a clip of it really quick. Hold on. No, that's not it. Here it is, yeah. Those strings right there. Yeah. I, just, I love that. It's so good. But um, this... Sorry, were you done? No. Um, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. But just two last thoughts. Um, you know, Anakin is... So angry in this film when Obi-Wan makes the council's request. And it also, again, like I think Clone Wars really enhances this scene. I love the the Naboo crisis arc in Clone Wars, you know, when Obi-Wan goes undercover as Reiko Hardin. Oh, right. Uh, oh, my God. Who and, thought that was a good idea? <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the arc, when Anakin confronts him and he's like, how do you know even they're telling you the truth? Right. Like, mm-hmm. Clone Wars does a great job of establishing the fact that Anakin really doesn't trust the council. And then you get to something like this. And again, this is who Anakin is. Anakin cares about friendships, relationships. That's what matters most to him, not abstract ideals. Like Obi-Wan is, a, you know, he's the pinnacle of a Jedi, right? Those ideals are everything to Obi-Wan in a way that they're not to Anakin. So Anakin's super pissed because it's like, how dare you ask me to do something like this to my friend? Palpatine is my friend. He's a good guy. And and I love when he's like, I actually think Hayden is Hayden is actually really good. I think in this scene, yes. Um, and, yes. and when he's like, "Why are you asking this of me, Obi Wan?" I love this. You and is so beautiful in this moment. You and Obi Wan looks away from him and says, "The council is asking." He can't even look him in the face anymore because of how ashamed he is to ask of this. And even right, he even starts the moment by saying, "Anakin, I'm on your side," but this is where the trust between these two starts to break down. Um. Yeah. So I just love that moment. Yeah. No, it's uh, this is when the foundation of Anakin and Obi Wan's friendship begins to, to shake in this movie. You know, obviously we we know it's it's been it's been shaken before um, in the Clone Wars, but in this movie in particular, this is where we see that friendship uh, become unstable. You know, it, it starts to shake and, and Anakin starts to withdraw from Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan doesn't want to really reach out to Anakin because he's having to ask something that he didn't want to ask in the first place. You know, Obi-Wan even tell, tells Anakin, I was on your side. I didn't want to do this to you. You know, I didn't want to ask you this. Ask what? You know, and when Anakin pointedly asked him, you know, like you said, Carl, you know, why are you asking this of me? Obi-Wan is like, the council is asking, you know, he's like, I, he can't take responsibility. Right. He's like, this right. is not what I wanted, but you know, to Anakin, that just seems probably sounds like a cop out, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, oh, yeah. right. uh, you know, it's like from Obi-Wan's perspective, this is like, no, I didn't want this. This is not my decision. I'm just the one who drew the short end of the stick to tell you yeah. uh, because you were my Padawan. Um, right. Well, but, but I, Anakin's like, no, mean, no, like, you should have, you should have fought for me harder, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine, like, Mace Windu trying to come to Anakin with that request? Like, no, this could only come from Obi-Wan. That was, like, surgically, right. Right. you know. Yeah. Uh, right. this, this movie, you get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. It's, I, uh, the it's only phrase I could think of, yeah, it's a heartbreaker. I, I, 
when I it's hard to watch, but when I say that, that's the only expression I can I can think of. I don't mean that like it's bad. I don't mean it's hard to watch. Like I, I dislike it or that you know it's not it's not a good piece of cinema. I just mean it it it's hard to watch these relationships break down because like Anakin and Obi Wan's friendship means so much you know to to me and to you know to these films and and I just want to like reach into my screen and knock their heads together and be all like talk. Talk about your feelings. I just I can't save them. <laughs> so like yeah. yeah, scenes like this, it just absolutely breaks my heart. Which will lead me into my number four if uh, if we're good. Yeah, I think we it. are. Yeah. Go for it. So so with that in mind, the fact that like these really heavy scenes, which make up you know eighty percent of this movie, <laughs> right? I have to I have to hang on. I have to cling desperately, like like. <laughs> someone who's fallen off of a ship like wait i need something to grab onto i have to hang on to the scenes that make me laugh so my number four is obi-wan kenobi a stride of ractal <laughs> <laughs> when he just comes like riding out on that giant lizard who apparently her name is boga yes. you know what <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so majestic up there <laughs> Oh, my mom loves Boga. Oh my God, Boga's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Boga's a hero, you guys. Yes. <laughs> like, where's Boga's medal? <laughs> like, you know, Boga needs to like walk down the throne room, get like a medal from Princess Leia. Like, <laughs> the Empire doesn't give medals to animals. Ah, they should. <laughs> but yeah, but like a scene like that, that'll that that'll help me get through the rest of the movie. <laughs> When, like, you know, execute Order 66, like, all the Jedi are dying, but I'm with Boga. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where I am in my head. <laughs> what do you oh, guys man. think I, about Boga? I, I like Boga. I think Boga's a fun uh, <laughs> fun creature. Um, definitely one of the smarter mounts that we've seen in Star Wars. Um, are you insulting Yopis? <laughs> Oh, Pete, you Yopis are a bit dim. Um, so, <laughs> but um, but I, I, you know, I love the fact that you know she's not afraid to jump into battle when needed yes. to later on. Uh, but of course, you know, Obi Wan rides her into one of the most infamous or famous lines of all time when he drops in on Grievous and says, "Hello there." Hello there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I just want to like I don't know like slap battle armor on on Boga, <laughs> <laughs> just like make her my epic mountain D and D. Just <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm level forty. Does that mean I get to ride the giant lizard? Yes, you can ride the giant lizard. Like <laughs> <laughs> the number oh, four from Katie. Rectals. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's that's great. I mean. All of Utapawa's deleted scenes for me because I, oh. I, don't, I don't really enjoy any of it. I, I don't mean to be negative, but no, I love Obi-Wan in them, but the rest of it. And Boga is an awesome character, but it's just too much CGI. That's my problem with Utapawa. Mm-hmm. It's just all one okay. big computer cut screen or cut scene oh, to me. Wait, um, you didn't know that? You didn't know that? Okay, so yeah, I know Utapau, that, right? That big pit? Yeah, I know that's practical, but. That's a practical effect, which is so cool. Yeah, like, have you is. seen the, the prop, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Built it's into like a wall. nine foot tall yeah. deep hole they yeah, built. It's no, really freaking it awesome. It's really cool, so but cool. I really wish they could have done like a Tauntaun like 
Boga, right? Like if they'd made that mm-hmm. a practical effect, okay. I would have liked Boga a million times more. Oh yeah, um, she'd have like like a cool like puppet yeah. head. That would be so I cool. Still, like the CGI in this movie still is new, and and I understand what you know George George is always about pushing those envelopes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but it's still like so, we wouldn't have Snoke if yeah you know. But yeah. like it's still so clear to me when I watch Obi Wan on that, I'm like, this is clearly Ewan McGregor on a blue screen. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> obvious to me. So it always takes me out of it. So, but I will say the thing I love. But when they blast, you know, blast them and Boga screams as they're falling. Oh, it breaks right. My heart every time. And I, and I oh. and the thing I actually love about that is like it's just kind of this animal scream, right? That now is going to encapsulate everything that's coming right yeah. and that's, we don't that's get to the hear last any... clear sound we hear until yeah. we get back to yoda after order 66 right mm. we don't get to hear the jedi scream but we get to hear this like force of nature scream out as order 66 is executed so, yeah yeah so that's my favorite part about boga which sounds horrible but but she's so beautiful in that moment yeah so. oh yeah so. I still, I still cool. say she survives. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No reason no, she would Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she survives. She has like you know like she I don't swims know. off. Yeah, she swims off. She like finds another Varactyl. You know, they start a little family. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only one in this movie with a happy ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Obi Wan, like looking out over the sunset, and there's <laughs> there's Boga. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> Obi Wan just like nods, yes, all is well. Boga lives. Oh my gosh! Uh, what is your number four, Jason? My number four. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the the happy theme right now. This is yes. this is my this is my happy moment. Yes, join um, me in denial, Jason. No, <laughs> no, it's not denial. It is it is clinging to the the happiness and the goofiness that is the Star Wars. <laughs> well, yes, um, what I call the invisible hand antics. Um, so basically, it's I'm stringing together, you know. One-liners, goofy antics, and things that happen on the Invisible Hand at the beginning of the movie. Um, so R2 sticking the comlink inside himself to hide it from the battle droids. Oh, that's what you mean. Oh, okay. That yes. kind of stuff. Loose wire jokes. Um, <laughs> when Obi-Wan wakes up after the duel, going, oh, did I miss something? You know. <laughs> what I love in the novel, when Obi-Wan wakes up, his first thought is, I know this butt. This is Anakin's <laughs> butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and of course you know another happy landing um so so things like that oh the, the the antics the goofiness that happens uh and of course anakin and obi-wan when they meet grievous for the first time are just you know perfect uh you know general grievous you're shorter than i expected he has a job to do anakin try not to distract him <laughs> you know <laughs> And then R2, you know, does the distraction and they, you know, have the fight and everything. It's so great. But, um, yeah, it, it's the the fun, the the joking, the antics that, you know, all of that stuff that happens at the beginning of the movie with Anakin, Obi-Wan and R2. Um, that's like the happy stuff. That's these friends have been, you know, doing this for years now. And so they know what the other one is going to do before they even think about doing it. Um and it's so nice to see them that close mm-hmm. before everything else just goes to hell in a handbasket or Mustafar in a land speeder. Um, you know, but uh, 
Wait a the, moment. We're, we're smarter than this. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> I say patience. Patience. <laughs> like, oh, really? You? Then, yeah. <laughs> Let's see how long that lasts. Because yeah. you, you got to know that, like, Anakin has, like, suggested patience before, but then it only lasts, like, 10 seconds. And he's like, that's enough patience. <laughs> <laughs> and then R2 bursts out the door. <laughs> slams into the, the wall. And see? And then right. all the battle droids show up. It's like, oh, do you have a plan B? <laughs> So, but yes, all of that stuff, the shenanigans uh, that happen on the Invisible Hand, I love it. So that's number four. Nice. Good number four. Um, well, my number four couldn't be more different. Uh-oh. Um, because right back into pain shock. town. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry. This isn't. This isn't. A f- the, I, I like this movie because it's not fun. Um, that's fair. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the fun stuff falls flat for me because it's like nope. This is just depressing. Get over it. Accept it. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm clinging. I'm like, <laughs> um, this, it's Star Wars. It's still fun. It's still fun. It can be. It can be fun and dark. I don't think those that's are mutually fair. exclusive. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, my number four. I'm just calling it like again, like you, Jason, from a title of the track. It's Padme's ruminations. So oh. that moment when, oh, man, it's this is like one of those George Lucas genius moments and John Williams genius moments. Yeah. I love this scene. Love, love, love the scene. Loved this scene since the movie came out. Um, you know, you do know if they killed me, right? You get the voice of the tempter breaking into yes. Anakin's solitude. Like, Anakin can find literally no peace. Um, and again, this is something the novel does a phenomenal job really developing um, how emotionally draining Palpatine's manipulations are on Anakin. Um, this is a moment where he's trying to be calm and collect himself. And even there, like Palpatine just breaks into his thoughts and immediately tempts him with the one thing that he's most afraid of, that Anakin's deepest fear, right? Which we, we learned from that dream is his fear of losing Padme. Um, and I just, I love it. The visuals of them looking you know, across the city to one another. And the thing that's so interesting to me is literally, I feel like they're purposely showing us how far apart the characters are at this point. Right. They, they're like grasping for each other, but Anakin's the one who's doing everything wrong, you know, and Anakin is only obsessed with, not losing her. That's his only obsession. And, and again, that's a selfish obsession, really. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, in, yeah. In a, it's, 1,000%. It's, it's certainly motivated from a good place in some way, but it's ultimately all about him. Yeah. And um, I'd love your take, like your perspective on this, Katie, but yeah. I was really trying to pay attention to maybe, because I always see the scene through Anakin's eyes, and, and cause mm-hmm. of, mainly because he steals my heart with that single tear. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like just watching Padme, and, and again, this is, I think Natalie Portman has some great acting in this movie, but she's also got a lot of bad acting, unfortunately. But I feel like this is a great moment for her where you just see this distraught look on her face. Um, and to me, it's like she she sees how far away that temple is. She feels that distance between her and Anakin. And I feel like what she's mourning there is the fact that Anakin just won't open up, really yeah. open up and like just let her love actually take root in him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, He's so closed up and obsessed with 
really himself that he's not letting Padme's love really do anything for him. So I don't know. What do you like? What do you think Padme's feeling as she looks across? Like I, I know what Anakin's thinking. Anakin's thinking of one thing: himself and his terrified uh, sense of loss. Uh, you know about maybe losing her. And and again, I love the across the stars uh, in this moment. The way they it's played so mournfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like their theme is played mournfully because it's mourning the fact that their love, which was in a way so pure, is. Being, yeah. it's obviously being corrupted by Palpatine, but it's also being corrupted by Anakin. So, oh yeah, by his by his fears and his doubts, yeah. his everything. Goodness gracious! I mean, you really do you you hit it on the head by saying you know yeah that she feels that distance and that you know he he. You know, of anybody that he could go to in that moment, he can go to her. But of course, he feels like he can't. Mm-hmm, you know, right. why does why does he go to Palpatine? Why doesn't he go to his wife? You know, like ah, that's that's what's so hard. But then I also think that you know she she's also terrified because he he doesn't hear her when she speaks anymore. He is so wrapped up in himself. I mean, he says that he does this for her and for the love of her, but he completely ignores her agency he completely ignores the things that she wants he's like i'm going to save your life but if it comes you know at the cost of you know his soul and at the cost of all these lives you know the cost you know killing younglings she would rather die and it's like she her agency her you know how she feels about her own life should matter to him but it doesn't what she wants should matter to him and it doesn't and that is genuinely terrifying when you find yourself in in a relationship like that that is just so falling apart like that and uh you know yeah clone wars that cartoon's real good it it really does flesh out these ideas because we can really see that in the clovis arc about how what padme wants is just does not matter to anakin at all and that that's not that's not good yeah it's not good well and Uh, and you have a situation where you know he comes back it's the first time they've seen each other in you know months it appears um and they have you know she tells him the news he seems overjoyed they have a beautiful moment they probably had a wonderful day wonderful night and then he has this nightmare yeah and everything changes from there and and literally right after the nightmare she says don't shut me out let me in mm-hmm. yep. yeah. she says those exact words yeah, yeah. how long but, is it going to take before we're honest with each other like exactly and, oh my gosh <laughs> and she she calls him out on it but he's not able to address it uh, because he's so wrapped up in the fear of all of this that it's blinding him. And of course, he, he's not intending to to discount her and everything. That's not his intent, but he is so wrapped up in his own fear, in his own head, in his own doubt, in his own, you know, you know, feeling inadequate enough to to protect her mm-hmm. uh, that that he has to find a way to fix this before it actually happens. Um, and that is creating this gulf between the two of them and shutting her out of his head and out of his heart. Yeah. You know, and can you imagine if they had like worked on this problem together, you know, it would have been like, Hey, I have an image. I have this fear and this 
you know, dream where, where you die. It's like, okay, if I die, what do we do about our child? And then they like worked on that together. And like, and then Anakin had something to live for instead yeah. of something to, to cling to, mm-hmm. you know, instead of thinking about what he's going to lose, he could then think about what he's going to gain. Yeah. Like, uh, there was some creative problem solving we could have done here. Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Some some days I just want to you know knock him in the forehead and say should have had a V eight. Um. <laughs> I remember those commercials. Oh my god. <laughs> like I said, like that's just the whole, this whole movie to me is wanting to reach through the screen and like shake shake all the characters and be all like talk about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a great pick, Carl. Yeah. I, yes. Yes. I, lo- I love that moment. So so good. Um, Katie, what's your number three? Okay, this is my last lighthearted moment because after this, it's just pain. <laughs> but we're going to live in denial just a little suffering. longer. Yes. <laughs> I fear. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to live in denial just a little longer. Just All a, right. a All little right, bit. Right. I freaking love. When Yoda just starts laying down all those sick burns, I write them down. It's like, it's not if anything to say about it, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Followed immediately at, at, at an end, your rule is, and not short enough it was. Yes. <laughs> and then, I got short enough it was. If so powerful you are, why? <laughs> there are all these couplets. Wow. It's like and Shakespeare wrote like, them. Exactly, exactly. And they're all spoken back to back. It's just all like he comes into that room ready to go. Like he rehearsed those on the way over. Like <laughs> chuckled to himself. He's gonna go for the door. Go for the door, he will. Say this <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> I hear apprentice you have, Chancellor. No or Emperor. Or should I call you Darth Sidious? <laughs> <laughs> like no contact. I know, know your secret, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you need any boo boo? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you guys will walk into the room and like pants him like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's those are great though, Katie. Because like, I think Yoda does stroll into that room really thinking, like, I've got this. You yeah. Know, and, oh my god. Well, Yes. Checkmate, Sidious. Checkmate. And it's like it's kind of good that he does. I mean, right? Because uh, I love that Palpatine, and you know, immediately says like your arrogance blinds you, right? And in a way, mm-hmm. that's really true about what the Jedi Order has become, and and even a little bit Yoda in this moment. But I also think that's also very Jedi like of Yoda. Like he goes in there believing he can do this, right? If he goes in there thinking like, oh, I'm screwed, or like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, he go he goes into it firmly believing I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this. Um, nope. you know, and obviously as the fight progresses, he realizes, oh crap, I don't think I can win this. Right. Um, my tactics were wrong, but yeah, like that initial, like those, just like those quips also kind of just show like Yoda's confidence of like, I know I can do this cause I have mm-hmm. to do this. Um, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Like I'm the master of masters. Yeah. yeah. Like you got Step nothing off, on this. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You would not stop me. Darth Vader would become more powerful than either of us. <laughs> faith in your new apprentice? Misplaced, maybe. As is your faith in the dark side of the force. <laughs> Get oh it. my gosh. 
I love it when he strolls in and immediately chumps those two red oh, guards. Yeah, just so like, good. just like, no, you're done. You're out. And you know, like, oh. I can just like hear. I hate to be like this, but like, you know, with how like obnoxious fans can be today, I could just just putting how fandom can sometimes be today back to that moment. Revenge of the Sith, you could probably be like, that was so stupid. I wanted to see the, you know, I wanted to see the Royal Guards fight. But I, no. I love that Yoda just comes in and is like, done. <laughs> no, <Nope. Yeah>, no, <laughs> doesn't matter yeah, what no. you can do because you're nothing compared to the Grandmaster of the Jedi. Right. right. <laughs> well, so. the, the, the thing is, is Yoda's not the only one who does this. I mean, Palpatine does it, too. He's like, I. I have waited a long time for this moment, my little green friend. <laughs> At last, the Jedi are no more. Not if anything to say about it. I have. And then that's when Yoda force pushes him up over the desk and, you know. Oh, my God. Palpatine goes butt overhead. I know. Uh, it's so good. Just like robes flying. Yes. That's so good. I'm just imagining yeah. Maul all like, oh, I could backflip way better than that. Like, <laughs> How much more graceful than yeah. Palpatine. Well, it's, it's, it's so good. Like Yoda just strolls in. Those royal guards go to, you know, get their force pikes, force pikes ready. No, and Yoda's, Yoda's all like, you can't touch this. <laughs> you can't touch this. <laughs> you can't touch this. Sorry, I got really excited that it just made me think of that. That was so good. That's perfect. (laughs) (sighs) And with that, my bubble of happiness just bursts. (laughs) We got uh, the rest of the movie. (laughs) Uh, Like one of those those opera bubbles. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yes, um, the, the, the crowd just like applause like, <laughs> oh, in the background. Um, so, Jason, what is your number three? Number three. Well, I, my number three takes place just a few minutes after this. Um, we are into the duel between Yoda and Palpatine, and Yoda and Sidious ascend into the Senate. Mm. That that section of their duel is one of the most iconic things in this movie to me, period. Um, uh, number one, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, the, the music playing is great and the choir just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the camera pans farther and farther and farther out as we get these two titans of their own, you know, sides duking it out in an empty Senate chamber, you know, for the future of the republic for the future mm-hmm. of democracy you know essentially oh democracy yeah. <laughs> um and and i don't have anything any of the anakin obi-wan duel in my top five mm. while the anakin obi-wan duel i think is amazing and you know it tells a great story um as they do this the duels itself that matters the most to me is the Yoda Palpatine uh, duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the the one that takes place on a more grand scale, mm. um, where whereas Anakin and Obi Wan is intensely personal mm. between yeah. the two of them. Um, that that is that is the two of them hashing out every argument they've ever had. You know, <laughs> whereas Yoda and Sidious are dueling for the galaxy. You know, essentially. Yeah. Um, and and just getting to see what the outcome of this duel will entail by that small section of their their fight 
is just so epic and huge and and iconic to me in this movie. And so that portion of the duel, um, I think, is just phenomenal. It it is it does it speaks volumes visually. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, and I know like the way they phrase it, the start of the fight in the novel is it says, this is it, light versus dark, right? And, you know, it, mm-hmm. is, it is literally the personification of all myths and legends of good versus yeah. evil. This is, um, and yeah. I like the way you put that, right? The distinction, Jason, you made between this fight and the Anakin Obi-Wan fight. That one is intensely personal. Um, debatable that Anakin's pure evil at that moment because he's really not. I mean, he's definitely yeah. not, a, not a great guy, but he's not, he's not <laughs> Palpatine. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, but yeah, you've got like the force of, of ultimate good and the force of ultimate evil going to battle. Um, yeah. And it's such a powerful moment. And, and I think what makes it so good, because um, like even right, like we all knew going into this film, like when that fight starts, we know who's going to win. Right. Like Yoda, <laughs> Yoda can't win. Like he obviously doesn't. Um, and while you still obviously want him to and you're cheering for him and right to that last, you know, force burst and they go flying apart and Yoda, you know, mm. loses by the hair of his little fingernail. Although, again, in the novel, Yoda gets smoked. And I actually like the novel more. I nice. like that Yoda gets smoked in the fight. And the reason I like it, because it's so immensely important to humble him. Right. It still humbles mm-hmm. him in the movie for sure, too. Oh, absolutely. But like in the novel, it's, you know, Yoda goes into this inner monologue about like he realizes, oh, crap, I've lost because war itself violence is the tool Mm -hmm. of the dark side like that's not how i'm gonna beat him right um so it's 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 really important that yoda does lose this fight because that's not how you win so um so yeah it's but it's it's like you said jason it's just these epic stakes at at at, in store here and it's 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 so good and obviously the music cues they use for it is duel of the fates which i think is perfect um, yes. It, 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 well, the, it the, the specific shot I'm thinking of is still Battle of the Heroes, but okay. next time we see them, right. it's Duel of the Fates. And As that's, that's when Palpatine starts. the Senate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's throwing the Senate at Yoda. Right. Um, and that's when the tide is turning. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome, Jason. I love it. Yeah. So, Any thoughts, Kate? I'm just thinking about how Duel of the Fates is now Darth Maul's theme song, and I love it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, you're number three. (laughs) Um, So my number three actually includes the clip we played to start the show. Um, But uh, Padme confronting Anakin on Mustafar plus the start of the duel. Um, Mm. So because that is all one big scene. So I can include that. Um, It's continuous. Yeah. um, Yeah. But again, shocking. Buckle up. (laughs) There's something about the scene that makes me think of Solo. Um, Oh, nice. Oh, Padme and Anakin's relationship at this point of Revenge of the Sith is very similar to the relationship between Han and Kira in the sense that the men don't know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And both Padme and Kira are the more mature adult characters in the sense of they kind of get how things work a little bit better, right? Mm. So Padme shows up and offers Anakin... What he actually needs, what he what he most deeply wants is simply to be together, right? She's like, forget all this. Let's just leave. Let's go. Let's raise our child. Let's live that life we dreamed about, you know, just a few days ago. Like, forget this mess. And, you know, I think that must be so hard for – whether or not Padme could actually do that I, I, I think is up for debate because 
I, I don't see her just going away as the empire rises. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but be that as it may, right? Like she shows up offering Anakin what he really needs. And, and again, I love the, you know, the, the poetry of, of these, these two lines and the line in, in, in this movie of Anakin saying, you know, um, you know, love can't save you, Padme. Only my new powers mm-hmm. can do that. But then, um, well, I guess there's not a line, but then what we see in Return of the Jedi with Luke choosing love over violence, mm-hmm. over power. Um, yeah. And love is what saves him. Um, yeah. But like here you've got Anakin just, he's so obsessed again still with like this, this need to control everything that he really does believe now that power is what he needs to maintain this relationship. You never need power in a relationship because that destroys a relationship, right? Mm. Relationships are never about power one over the other. It's about yeah. sharing love. Um, but I do love then with Obi-Wan showing up on the scene. Again, something not used in the film, I think, to the film's detriment, but the novel's glory, is <laughs> Palpatine stokes fires in Anakin earlier in the story about Oh, I've been hearing that Obi-Wan's been leaving Padme's apartment at the early hour, right? That, that was something that in the original screenplays George wanted to play with. It was a bit of this love triangle that wasn't a love triangle, but was there to just F with Anakin. Um, and, you know, so I just, again, like when Obi-Wan shows up, you're with him. You brought him here to kill me, right? Like, again, Anakin, Anakin is very childish in this scene, mm-hmm. right? Like he's yes. become a little brat. Like he just immediately, it's all about him, all about me. How dare you? He's the one who's now I say all that to say, like, I also get it. Like Anakin's feelings are valid. Like he, he feels betrayed ultimately here. Mm -hmm. Like the Jedi have turned against me. Now Padme has turned against me. Obi-Wan's against me. Everyone's against me. Right. Anakin's not thinking clearly, but in his mind, like those are his feelings and those are valid to him, but they Mm -hmm. are, they're just wrong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I also love the fact that Padme turns around and she's immediately distraught. Like what? Like she doesn't know Obi-Wan's there either. Yeah. Um, so my question for the two of you, although I'll save the question for a second because then I'll just, I can say this quickly. This is, this is actually the only part of the duel I enjoy between the two of them. The rest of it I think is overly choreographed <laughs> and it's just not fun to me. I'm sorry. Like I know people love this duel and I love that people love this duel. <laughs> um, and I, I don't mean to be all negative, but this was, this was the only thing. This was the first time in star Wars. I was ever disappointed when that duel ended. I was like, that's it. Like I was, no. just, I was really just like, that wasn't, I don't know. It was, it was too rehearsed. It looked too, I don't know. It just, it's not my favorite duel, but I do love the initial part when they go at each other and it's so fast. I love that initial part of the fight. It's perfect. And then I just get less and less interested as it goes on. But here's my question for the two of you. Do you think Obi-Wan being there makes things worse? Yes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't know, you know, Uh, by degrees, you know, it's already bad. You know, yeah. uh, uh, Padme still may, you know, be able to leave. Um, but everything between her and Anakin maybe. is shattered at this point. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe it'll leave. But everything is shattered with her and Anakin at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Obi Wan showing up pushes it over the edge to where Anakin lashes out at Padme the way he does with the Force choke. Mm. Well, so. I think 
yeah. I, I, it's bad. It's it's bad. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty bad either way. But I think Obi Wan makes it just a little bit worse, especially showing up the way he did. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's um, uh, it's it's what would have happened if Luke had gone, you know, to save Vader, but not to save him. You know, Yoda yeah. and Obi Wan tell Luke, you know, you must confront you must. to Vader. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's what Yoda tells Obi Wan, you must confront vader yeah and then obi-wan's like no i could no don't send me there don't do that i can't confront him it's all that same stuff that you know that that luke you know tells yoda and and obi-wan later he's like no i can't do that but then obi-wan goes there and almost immediately is like all right i guess we got to throw down like he doesn't go there to save anakin he goes there to kill vader and that makes it that's all the difference yeah you know it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, and man, Ugh. so well put, Katie. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and it just, it's what makes that so heartbreaking. And because I, and I, mm-hmm. I think you're 100% accurate there, is the fact that Obi Wan doesn't believe there's enough of Anakin left to save, right? That's also yeah. so heartbreaking for Obi Wan's character that he goes there with the single intention of like, all right, we got to do this. Like he, he probably doesn't want to, but that, but that's also his only focus. Um, he can't see beyond that. Um, so it's also really heartbreaking because, because Padme doesn't go there with any other intention of like, I love him and I want to bring him back. Right. Um, and she's, she's the one who, after all of it, after being choked out, after you know having to be carried back onto her ship by R two and three PO, finding out he killed children. Hi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she <laughs> says there's still good in him. Mm-hmm. I know there's still good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and yeah. the way Obi Wan looks at her is like the the idea I have in my head is you know Obi Wan's thinking. I wish that were true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, Obi Wan doesn't believe it. Yeah, good point. So it's like, does Obi Wan being there make it worse? Yes, because he went there to destroy Vader. If he had gone there to save Anakin, you know, like if he and Padme had gone together, it maybe could have been different. You know, again, like if he hadn't like snuck onto Padme's ship, yeah, and like you know deceived her, used her in that way, yeah, you know, if they had worked together again, like together, yeah. (laughs) collaboration yeah. right maybe they could have saved him yeah yeah like, and not but he to did like, it all the wrong ways yeah like and not to toot my horn um <laughs> but yeah i mean like kind of like i was saying you know before we started tonight like i i think that's the tragedy of this all those relationships have been broken down now yeah because that's such a good point key like if if obi-wan had gone to her apartment and you know the you know anakin's the father isn't he I'm so yeah. sorry and then he leaves it's like i'm so sorry we need to figure this out together but instead he just yeah. leaves with the wrong intention, right? So it's because those relationships have been torn asunder. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh man, Obi Wan doesn't know how how far he can trust Padme with this. He doesn't know how much you know Anakin has told her and how yeah. far she will go to protect Anakin, and, and and so he doesn't trust her. Padme is just hearing all this information from Obi Wan, so she doesn't know what to believe, yeah. you know. And so everyone's off in their own head and trying to do things on their own, and it's it's it's. It's heartbreaking. Can we it all really agree that Pal- absolutely? Can we agree that Palpatine, good old Sheev, is the worst? He's the worst. He is, he the, is worst. the worst. <laughs> the worst. The worst. <laughs> Great Parks and Rec reference. Yes. <laughs> the worst. 
Good old John Raffio. <laughs> I love John Raffio. <laughs> oh my god! Do you watch that show, Jason? What? Uh, I, Parks, I and, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Oh, I've seen a handful of episodes. Okay. I haven't watched it yeah. really. Oh well, there's a character. I, na- on I need to at some point. <laughs> yeah, he like sings it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really that was perfect, Katie. <laughs> Um, all right, so we are down to our number, our top twos number now. Number two. Yes, Katie. Yes. What's your number two? Oh, my number two is Padme's funeral. You guys, Padme's funeral. Oh, Padme's funeral. <laughs> I'm like melting over here. I'm just, I'm gone. Goodbye. <laughs> yep, there it is. <sighs> Grab your space tissues. thing that makes me sadder in this scene than Padme holding the Japor snippet mm. is, is Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah, it's that Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, God. That music's hitting me right now. Oh. I know. Yeah, right? It's powerful. And, uh, and, I love the um, just the visuals of it. You know, Naboo at night. Mm. Have we ever seen Naboo at night like this? Besides Qui-Gon's funeral, I guess. The, the only but other not, shot we get of it yeah. at night is right before we get the Sio Bibble, like, with mm-hmm. the gun, right? Yes. Mechanical chair. We get that quick shot of it at night, but that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. like That's it. It, was just... it. it looks like, you know, they've... They probably tamped down all the lights, you know, and for for this procession, anyways, you know that the the planet is in mourning. Is yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, just like yeah, and that like that river of light on the water, like you know, and that's the whole thing, you know. Padme loved the water, and Naboo is very much a water planet. The palace sits atop a waterfall, you yeah. know, and she's always, you know, she always wears blue. You know, Queen Amidala wears red; that's her very, you know, regal mm-hmm. royal color. But Padme wears blue, and she just returns to the water. In this, you know, in, in her funeral, and it's just—it's so sad. And they call that dress like her the the river dress, you know, that she yeah. wears, and it has all those little like sequins in it that just look like flowing water, all the flowers in her hair. And I really do feel like um, they were trying to evoke Ophelia from um, Shakespeare's Hamlet in uh, with this visual. Like uh, you guys have, even if you haven't read the play, most people are familiar with the image of Ophelia like floating in the water mm. with all the flowers around her. Because yeah. um, in, in Shakespeare's play, um, you know, that's what happens. Uh, Ophelia uh, makes herself this crown of flowers, and she climbs up into a tree that, that uh, its boughs hang over a, a river. She climbs up to get more flowers, but then the bough breaks, and she falls into the water, and her dress, like, buoys her up, you know, so she's able to float on top of it. And then people, you know, she starts singing, and nobody's sure, like, they're like, oh, does she does she not realize the danger she's in or is she like is she actually like just kind of becoming one with the water because then you know of course her her dress soaks and and weighs her down and she drowns you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it's this like image of you know was she just naive to the danger or did she just become one with her element you know and that's that's what i think of when i look at padme you know just becoming the water again the water that she loved like it's just yeah, did she just surrender to the water, or or was 
you know, does she just go back home? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you guys. Shakespeare, yo. <laughs> Shakespeare, yo. Star Wars <laughs> is Shakespeare, though. <laughs> yes. Jason's reaction, Shakespeare, yo. Shakespeare, yo. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, Shakespeare would be, if he was born today, he'd be hip. He, yeah. Shake- oh my gosh. Yeah. He would love Star Wars. He would. He Shakespeare would love the prequel trilogy. Yes. He would be so into it. You guys. Yeah. Yes. He would. He would. He he would also probably like hip hop and and all that. <laughs> you know, that stuff too. So he's. Oh man. Shakespeare was the trendsetter of his day. Um, <laughs> good old bard. <laughs> yes. The good old bard. I, but yeah, no, that's that's some great, great commentary there on that. Yeah, Katie, I love it. Yeah, just like all the all the flowers, you know yeah. that cause that that's Ophelia, you know, floating mm. in the water with the flowers in her hair, like oh, that's and that's yeah. Padme, you guys. Yeah, ah. No, ah. yeah, just you, you gave the shout out to it as well, Jason. But the the Jabor, how do you say it? Jabor, yeah, Jabor snippet, yeah. Um, one, I, mean, I just love because it, it ties back to that beautifully innocent moment of, of Phantom Menace, right? The, all of that innocence is now gone. Um, yeah. but also like coming from, uh, like a, a Catholic Christian tradition, like a lot of times when loved ones that I know have passed away, like usually are, a lot of them are buried holding a rosary. Um, I don't know if you two are familiar with the rosary beads. Um, yeah, I know what they are. But right, like it, it or and, and, and it's not just even necessarily that. But a lot of times, people when they're you know, you know, at their wake, they'll have something in their hands of of, of great mm-hmm. import. So I love that. Um, and, and here's my question: mm-hmm. Who put that there? Right. I'm right? sorry, I didn't need to shout. No, 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 no. Yeah. no, but I can imagine like our yeah. if somebody has like earbuds in, they were probably just like, <laughs> "Whoa, Katie, Katie, calm down." But Katie. Like, but that's what I, I like. I'm I genuinely. Who put that there? So here's my thought. Okay. Yeah. And, and and feel free to say, Carl, you fool. Um, Carl, you're a fool. Um, Carl, you're a fool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love you both. <laughs> um, what if, because obviously we see her parents. Again, now, if you've never watched the deleted yeah. scenes of Attack of the Clones, you wouldn't know that they who they are. But those are the first people we see walking in the procession. It's her parents. Her parents, right, her mother in that deleted scene indicates, like, what's going on with you and this boy? Right. So maybe it was her parents. Maybe they knew about it and they're the ones. Um, the only other guess I have is Jar Jar. I, I was about to say that. <gasps> yeah. so, uh, she's happy. Happier yeah. than me to see her in a long old time. Yeah. But, like he knew. Jar Jar Ben knew, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jar, Jar Jar's not quite the fool everyone thinks he is. Yeah. You know? But yeah, no, I. I think either one of those options is mm-hmm. uh, definitely, uh, definitely a viable one, um, especially since they bury her as if she's still pregnant. And right. so it's like, you know, this is who we assume the father is. You know, they, the only person she's really had any serious relationships that would have gone anywhere, you know. Clovis is kind of a fling off and on, but that wasn't a right. you know, major thing. But An- Anakin, Anakin is the one who everyone could probably assume is the father, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but and either dead. either her parents or Jar Jar would have known that and would have been able to put the Japor snippet there. Yeah. So I vote Jar Jar. I, I vote yeah. Jar Jar too. Just because I, I also like just that. Like- 
Yeah. Well, then also, like, I guess it's just my head cannon, but I feel like the evidence is there for Padme and Jar Jar being like really close friends. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, yes. I feel we- like like personal friends, not coworkers, friends. So here yeah. and like here, this is me quickly constructing this in my head, and maybe we could get a great comic about this. Um, yeah. <laughs> you could make it as like a montage of memories of Jar Jar. So. It would make mm-hmm. sense in a way, right? Like they probably go into her apartment on Coruscant and like collect some of her things. Jar Jar's probably among that group, right? Yeah. He's the yeah. representative from Naboo. He sees that and then he flashes back. Remember how Anakin and o- Jar Jar are hanging out outside of mm. Palpatine's apartment in Phantom Menace? Uh. Maybe he's telling Jar Jar like, oh yeah, like I really like Padme. I made her this thing. Like I feel like Jar Jar's Anakin- in that scene. Yeah. Jar Jar's I mean, in the asleep. scene. He's, when Pat, when yeah. Anakin gives it to Padme, yeah. he's, he's, he's asleep at the still, table. Yeah, but like Anakin could have easily like told him when they were there, like, "Oh, I made her this thing. Like, she's so special to me." Because like Jar Jar, somebody and, for Anakin who'd be easy to open up to. Um, and it's and it could be one of those things where he's over having dinner at Padme's house one night, and she's wearing yeah. it, you know, in the off time. And he's like, "Oh, that's nice. Where that looks familiar? Where'd you get that? Oh, Anakin gave it to me. You know, yep, yeah, you I know, think, it's Jar Jar, think- guys. It's Jar Jar." It's Jar it's, Jar. It's, it's gotta be Jar Jar. It's gotta be Mr. Binks. Um, I think people people like to forget that Jar Jar was there when Anakin Padme met. Like yeah. he was in the room. Right. You know, he yeah, come on, you guys. It was Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is that is now Wampus Lair Cannon. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, Done. So Jason, what is your number two? Oh. You were the chosen one. Oh. Uh, so good. You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them. Bring balance <laughs> to the Force, not leave it in darkness. I hate you. I hate my, you. You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. I thought fondly of you. <laughs> <laughs> you were a nice acquaintance of mine, Anakin. You were an okay dude. Um we talked once or twice. Frankly, I'm not sure I know your name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, by the way, that wasn't me quoting the scene. That was me talking to you, Jason, for making me think about this scene. I hate you. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my gosh. It's so I, hard. It's it so is sad. one of the most heart wrenching scenes in Star Wars, period. Yes. 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 Yeah. Ewan McGregor shines beautifully in this scene oh he nails and it he he, oh my gosh and hayden's not far behind agreed grant all he has to say is i hate yep. you but he crushes it oh, he right yeah. all the pain yeah. in his face when he's like when obi-wan is like just laying it all out there and, and anakin doesn't even say anything but he you can just see it on his face like oh no i messed up yeah. <laughs> yep. i messed up bad and you know <laughs> Uh, when he starts, when he catches fire and starts burning, and and Anakin screaming in pain, and Obi Wan just uh, he can't he yeah. can't bear to watch, you yeah. know, and so yeah. he just leaves him there. Yeah, but it, it that that scene, I don't really think I need to say much more. Sure, uh, but it's uh, it's so good, it's so gut wrenchingly good mm-hmm. of a scene, um, and it would be a, a shame if it wasn't in somebody's top two or three, you know, mm-hmm. for this episode. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't have anything else. I, I feel yep. like I need to stay on that scene. Yeah. It stands on its own. Yeah. It yeah. I don't have anything to add. Let's, let's talk about how 
you know, how the Jedi never wanted Anakin, you know, mm-hmm. never. And he only got to stay by the graces of Obi-Wan. Yeah. And Obi-Wan didn't want him either. You know, he, you know, the, the, the boy's dangerous. They all sense it. Why can't you? He says two feet away from Anakin. Right. Anakin is standing right, <laughs> right. there. Yeah. When Obi-Wan's all like, uh, the council said, no, what are you doing? Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Like yeah. he's right there. Anakin's right there. But you know, Obi-Wan takes him to honor his master. And of course, you know, Obi-Wan comes to love him, you know, and comes to, to appreciate Anakin just for being Anakin and not because like, Oh, this is what my master wanted, you know, of right. course. He- but then, you know, Obi-Wan being the only one that believes in him, you know, that all just shatters in this. And he just, you know, just, pours out all of his grief, everything, you know, Obi-Wan always, you know, he, he always is optimistic. He always is like, Oh, we'll get through this, but it just comes pouring out of him, this grief, you know, and he just lays it all at Anakin's feet. And just that look on Anakin's face where like, wow, nobody believes in me anymore. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody, mm-hmm. not even Obi-Wan like that. It's so hard. The scene, I'm sorry, we were just talking about how, like, yes, obviously Ewan sells it, but without even words, Anakin just, like, rips out my heart. <laughs> just that expression. Yeah, I know. It's so good. I know. Mm-hmm. 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 This that's all I got for this right now, Carl. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> What's your number two? Um, my number two, my friends, uh, is a oh. beautiful scene from oh. the beginning. Oh, here we go. Here it is. I was like, this where's movie. this going to be? It is the balcony scene. <laughs> yep, people are probably raging that I have this above the duel, the, uh, the battle of the heroes. I don't care. I think it's way no. better. Um, I'm I'm mad that this wasn't your number one. Carl. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be number one. <laughs> sorry, sorry, friends. Um, this it's I mean it's right below my number one. Um, I love this scene. I mean I've talked about it. Ex- relentlessly over the years so i don't want to yes. belabor my points but I, again shocking i watched it a few times as i was watching it today i rewound it and watched it three times in a row because hello it's amazing um <laughs> but here's one new thought i had while i was watching it today is you know i've said why i love it so much right it's it's this moment of it's the only moment of peace in the movie and it's two you know two young lovers just dreaming about their future again that's that's everything to me i love this moment um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's why I love the moment between Han and Kira as they're escaping Corellia. I love scenes like that where people in love dream together. Like that's that's the beauty of love, and this is the only pure love moment between the two of them in this movie, right? Because like yeah. we've talked about, it becomes this. Uh, this obsession with power and control for Anakin moving forward. But right here, he's just loving her being herself and she's loving him being himself. But the thing that is there, the the two things that have always captured me in the scene more than anything are the visuals and the music. Music was number one. The music first off, I just, this was that moment in the movie for the first time. I was like, I feel at home in star Wars again. Right. Um, and because the right the, up until now, it's just been pretty much nonstop action and mm-hmm. confrontation but here we've got this like beautiful moment where ah, i'm at peace by the way um and katie you made this this um this note a while back on one of the episodes i don't remember in, in the context but about how you know the scenes on moss espa and phantom menace is like being at home and i, yeah. I love the way you put that because i couldn't agree more this is a little slice of 
Moss Espa, you know, in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but the thing that I really love is I, I love living in a city. I love Boston specifically at night, the skyline with the lights and stuff. Look how beautiful the scenery is. Again, again, if you like cities behind Padme, I mean, not to mention, it's, I mean, if you can look beyond the beauty of Natalie Portman for a moment <laughs> and look at the beauty of the city. That's tough, Carl. Um, yeah. I know. Real tough. But I also love City Lights, so I can always manage. Um, <laughs> but I also love that um, in this moment, their love is bringing out the best in each other, right? Padme is doing one thing she never really gets to do, which is just think of something besides politics and, and all of the burden she has. Anakin cannot think about the war. Just think about the beauty of raising a family together. And I love that the city itself is beautiful in this moment. Right. Like even their loves this city, which was just, you know, shrouded in a battle and war and smoke and fire. Even in this moment, it's like their love covers up that and just makes it beautiful. So I love this scene. I love it so much. So um, that's my number two. Good number two. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, I that's great. I mean, I I, it's not on my list, obviously, but I love you love this scene so much. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I really do. <laughs> so, um, again, the only thing I'm disappointed in is that it's not number one. Um, yeah, I, I really thought it was going to be number one for you, Carl. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so cute. I love it what do- cute dorks they are together. I know, and I just like, I'm just like, kiss. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, cute dorks. That is the perfect <laughs> description for Anakin and Padme in that scene. Yeah. They are cute dorks. I love it. So it's just funny because she's always this regal senator and he's this brave Jedi, you know, and and you get them together, you know, talking about their future family and they turn into mushy, cute dorks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Well, we are in the realm of number ones now and I'm number very one. excited to hear the two of your number ones. Yes. Katie, what you got All right, for it's us? Me first for me. My number one was also Carl's number two, which was that you were my brother, Anakin. I hate you. Oh, that's Jason's <laughs> that, number two. That was my number two. Oh, sorry, sorry, that's sorry. That's okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that moment, that this is just like that. That's what all of this is building up to. Yeah. You know, like this is, I, that's kind of, it's kind of what I wait for is just to watch the, it finally Fine. like snap. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it is one thing to see them clash swords, but then it, it's another thing entirely where they just, they finally like just, it's gone now forever and not because we've crossed blades, but because we've like broken each other's hearts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like there, there's just, it feels like there's no walking back from this, you know, that the hurts run too deep more than like the physical wounds, the emotional wounds run too deep. So, uh, but since, you know, we talked about that a lot, or at least I did already. Let's talk a little bit about, I have the high ground because I love mm. that line. <laughs> I like, I get that line. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of people, you know, kind of make fun of it. They're like, what is the high ground didn't help Darth Maul? <laughs> what is that? What does that even mean? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm at one with that line because, you know, so much of Star Wars is like it's not necessarily about, you know, we're we're fighting each other with our swords. It's like we're we're fighting each other with our ideals. You know? Yeah. Like we're not we're not just throwing <laughs> You know, we're not, it's not we're throwing the Senate at each other. It's like we're throwing philosophy at each other, you know? Yeah. And in this moment, there is literally nothing Anakin can say that will make him right. It was wrong to kill younglings. It is wrong to walk down this path. Mm. 
and nothing he can say will make it right. You know, he can he can atone and he can you know what I mean, but there's nothing that he can do with his lightsaber that will change that. And in right. that way, Obi-Wan has a high ground. You know, he it's yeah. like you know, so don't try it. But then Anakin's like, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> Yeah. I've got the power, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and so yeah. I I get that line. I feel it. I feel it because it's just you know Anakin you gotta you gotta make some changes if you want to set this right there's not you know swinging your lightsaber isn't gonna fix it you know yeah it's fixed everything else so far yeah right, right. oh sure okay <laughs> right yeah. yeah exactly so that's my number one it's just like this this big culminating emotional moment it just it, it's this is everything to me in Revenge of the Sith this is why if I do reach for Revenge of the Sith to watch it it's for this moment. Mm. Absolutely. It's where everything finally breaks open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love, I've, I've never heard such a cool analysis of that line though, Katie. Oh, I have the high so ground. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is, it's more than just the practicality of it. It's mm-hmm. about yes. the, I'm right. It's the yeah, moral. Right. It's, it's it's the moral yeah. high ground. Yeah. Well, it's moreover. It's not like we disagree, but I'm right because I'm yeah. right. You know, it's right. it's we. It's like I'm right and you know it. Yeah. Anakin knows that he shouldn't have killed younglings. Yes. Like he knew every single step of the way. He wouldn't be like crying right. those beautiful single tears if yes. he like knew if he believed in what he was doing. Right. But he doesn't. He knows that he's wrong, and swinging his lightsaber is not going to fix that. Like so that that's what I have the high ground means. It means I'm right and you know it. You messed up and you know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, that's so good, Katie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so good. Oh. Way to go. Hey. <laughs> so All right. Jason, what is your number one? I what? This is such a Jason answer, and I really want to see if anybody can guess it real quick. Is it the last half of the movie? Is no, it? it's, it's, it's not the full last half. I'm not cheating that much. All right, good. No. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm actually not cheating. It's a scene. So. Uh, um, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> just, like, right. Say it. Say it. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Kylo Ren impression. Yeah. <laughs> say it. Do you have a hair? Oh, God, of course. Legus the Wise. Oh, I got this chills. Is, this is such a Jason pick. I mean, <laughs> come on. Oh, that's uh, perfect. I, I, and I think because I've invested so much time and energy and just enjoyment with the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. malevolent evil that Palpatine has oozing out of him in this scene. Um, oh, thank you, Carl. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Do you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. <laughs> I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could influence the Medichlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side. He could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities, some considered to be unnatural. Whatever happened to him? He became so powerful that the only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which... Eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, 
he taught his apprentice everything he knew and his apprentice killed him in his sleep it's ironic he could save others from death but not himself is it possible to learn this power not from a Jedi (laughs) (laughs) and see and see Oh, I have invested so much energy into being able to do that scene. I can probably do the whole scene, but like we pick it up from the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. And that is, oh, I love this so much. It is like, this is like Shakespeare, you know, Mm -hmm. it really is. This is the bad guy. Real, you know, Palpatine has already hooked Anakin, but this is when he's setting it. Yeah, You know, Anakin has taken the bait already at this yep. point. This is Palpatine setting the hook. Um, and and that's what Revenge of the Sith is all about. Attack of the Clones is Palpatine setting up everything for the fall of the Republic. Revenge of the Sith, he doesn't care about that so much anymore because it's already in place. Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith is about Palpatine getting Anakin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where that happens. Yeah. This is really where that happens. You know, he he has the discussion about Padme and power later on when, you know, Anakin realizes that uh, Palpatine is the Sith Lord. But this is where he's hooked. Yeah. Yeah. Sith Lord. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. The one we've been searching for. Uh, But yes, no. But this is where that all happens. This is the moment. This is where it all goes bad. Um Everything is downhill from here. And it's just, you know, on the surface, kind of an innocuous thing. thing. At least it could be, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a legend. It's a story, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but this, is, this, is, this is the knife in the gut. You know, the poisoned knife in the gut. You know, this is where it all starts. Um, and it's Ian McDermott does so much in this movie that I think he's underappreciated. He is so good in this movie. I love him so much. He should have gotten a nomination for supporting actor. Um, but he's almost I, like unre- unrealistically good, you know, like, right. like how does, how does this exist in the real world? It's so, it's so good than life, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is. It is larger than life, but this is, you know, he really lets loose in Revenge of the Sith. It's yeah. so good. And I love it he's so much. Like, and yeah. he, disappears into Palpatine. You know what I mean? Mm. Just like, like, I I believe it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is, this is the terrifying nature of, of the dark side. This is the terrifying nature of Palpatine. It puts Mm -hmm. on this face. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's got you before you realize what's happened. I mean, it's it's that, it's that scene in Genesis two. the serpents like, surely you won't die if you eat it. Right, like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's do, 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 yeah. It's that's literally what's happening here, right? He is the tempter, like certain. Oh, it's a you know, Anakin. You know, they go into this little sparring, moral sparring session, and Anakin. You know, like the Jedi only use the power for good. And then I love that there's all that applause. Yeah, right after Anakin finishes. I mean, applause. it's in the background, but yes. it's like, um, and then Palpatine's like, "Hell with it! I'm just going for it. I'm going for the jug right. over here, right? Oh, oh I, surely, I like, surely." I, there's something I can give you. So. Yeah. Well, well, what it is is Palpatine isn't sure Anakin believes 
his argument that much. Anakin's on shaky ground a little bit with his argument, I think. Yeah. He's like he, he's oh, yeah. spouting. He's just he, he's just reiterating he, what he's been told. Exactly. He exactly. He's, yeah. he's it's not a deep rooted argument for Anakin because right. Anakin doesn't deal with that kind of stuff. He's yeah. a, you know, you know, ignite lightsaber first, ask questions and think about it later yeah. kind of guy. You know, that's that's who he is. I never asked uh, that question till after I've tried it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Much like a uh, certain Corellian smuggler we know. Um, but yeah, no, I that this is my number one by far. I nice. love this scene. So and it's it, it's such a Jason answer to have this as yeah. my number one. No, I'm not but. actually as soon as yeah, I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, that, that <laughs> yes. makes sense. Um, I love it. Good. Good pick. Great um, pick. Thank you. So, uh, all right, Carl. Now I'm I'm actually very curious. I, I'm sure I'll be like, oh, duh, yeah. when it when yeah, you say it, you but. won't be surprised. But uh, yeah, my number one is something we've talked about. But you know what? Here you go. You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy this and not join them. Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. So, uh, yeah, I'm in agony, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't have my number much, two. Yeah. Both of y'all's number, number one. one. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's the standout scene in a way of this film. It right? really um, is. And like you said, Katie, when I go for this film, this is always the scene I'm watching for, like waiting for, and and yeah. it's perfect. Um, it was the first time I ever went to a Star Wars movie and cried. Um, it's the, it, oh my you know, gosh. like, yeah. I mean, I also, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it's not that surprising. I mean, I, was, I was a freshman in college at the time. Like I was at the right age to like really be moved mm-hmm. in a way by those movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, I just like teared right up and started crying. I was like, that's so heartbreaking. It's so sad. Um, yeah. and, and again, you know, Clone Wars makes this moment a million times better. I mean, yes. I, I mean, granted, obviously, the first time I saw this movie, I cried, having no knowledge of the Clone Wars. <laughs> um, it just makes it even better. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's just, you know, everything has fallen apart. Everything. Um, and, and I don't have much more to say beyond what the two of you have already offered up. And, again, we've talked about this, this scene over the years a lot anyway. <laughs> um, and I don't really have anything new to offer other than I just – this will forever be my favorite moment in this film. It's probably my – one of my favorite moments in all of star Wars, mm-hmm. um, certainly my favorite tragic moment, um, yeah. you know, because it is the pinnacle of tragedy and, uh, it is to me the most perfect scene for Hayden. Hayden just that, I mean, all, yeah, all it is is I hate you, but mm-hmm. it's so perfect. The, the raw, yeah. but it's also matched yeah. like you were saying, Katie, by Obi-Wan's rawness, how he just, unburdens himself here of like mm-hmm. you were literally and i also because you know if you think about it obi-wan is also the like premier jedi right he is everything the jedi should be and could be um 
and like he is kind of the perfect Jedi. Mm-hmm. He's also the voice of the Jedi in that moment. Like we believed in you. And like you were just saying in your last point, Jason, this is why Revenge of the Sith is the story of the corruption of Anakin because the Palpatine's already set in motion the crumbling of the Republic. That's already yes. done. Yeah. So what does Palpatine now just need to do? He needs to ultimately destroy the Jedi by corrupting its one pure symbol of hope. Um, yeah. And that's what that is, too. So Obi-Wan's, you know, you were the chosen one is, right, if you look at ah, the way, right, because it's, it's, it's like a, it's the book ends of that interaction, the middle section of the I hate you. The first section mm-hmm. is Obi-Wan the Jedi. You were the chosen one. The prophecy was this. What did you do wrong? Right. This is mm-hmm. Obi-Wan the Jedi. I hate you, which is a personal statement. Then Obi-Wan gets personal. You are yeah. my brother. I loved you. Um, yeah. And it's just perfect because Obi-Wan has lost everything here. Oh, he's yeah. lost oh, his yeah. beloved or he's lost his family. He's lost his identity. He's lost his purpose. And now he's lost the one thing he never thought he'd probably have a brother. So yeah. it's. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. And but the, the last amazing. time we saw Obi Wan have anywhere near this level of emotion was when Qui Gon died. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. He didn't yeah. even. He didn't even really even. You know. Satine. He keeps it on lockdown a bit. He does. We, when Satine passes, he he keeps it bottled up because he can't do that in front of Maul. Right. He can't give <laughs> yeah. Maul that oh, satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, and and Satine wouldn't have wanted that either. You know. Mm-hmm. But it, the last time he's sort of unleashed a little bit emotionally that we know of was when Qui-Gon died. Mm-hmm. And there's been a whole lot of mess that's gone down since then. So Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's been playing the dutiful Jedi all this time. And now he finally breaks. This well, is the breaking. Like, this is the breaking of Obi Wan. This is why Obi Wan believes he's more machine than man, twisted and evil. That there's no coming back for Anakin. This is the breaking of Obi Wan. Yeah. Well, it's just like you know the 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 Jedi is what Obi Wan gave his life for. You know, like swore his life for. He he could have had you know personal fulfillment. You know, a relationship with Satine. You know, he, he could have. He didn't have to be a Jedi. You know, become a knight and pursue this life. But he made that choice. Um, you know, and and then this person that was so close to him brought it all to ruin. You know, he was so close to Anakin, and Anakin destroyed everything that that Obi Wan worked for. Yeah, you know, and, and again yeah. we have again we have a Jedi teacher with yeah. faced with their failure. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, yeah. Yoda fails, Obi Wan fails, Luke fails. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's. Yep. Uh, right. Fix Obi-Wan, it, Ray. Obi-Wan. <laughs> the legacy Obi-Wan. of Jedi is failure. Yeah. Hubris. Yeah. Hypocrisy. That's not true. At the height of their power, they allowed Darth Sidious to rise to power, create the Empire, and destroy them. It was a Jedi Knight responsible for the training and creation of Darth Vader and the Jedi who saved him. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh! Fix Boom. it, Ray. Come on, Ray. I believe in you. <laughs> but. Ray Ray's gonna find a way the way those old men could not. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. Old men are like, oh, what do we do? I don't know. And Ray's all like, I have it. I know. I know yeah. the answer. I love it. There you go. It takes you, yeah. right? Luke was the youth that knew how to do it in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Right? 
does. <laughs> it takes it takes that purity of heart in a way. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this movie. Yeah. The, like the last like hour and a half of this movie is basically like a gauntlet of tears yeah. and pain. Yeah. Oh, I need a nap. Yeah. It's 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 such a fun ride. Obi Wan needs way. a nap. Yes. Yeah. Obi Wan needs a nap. I need like some Gatorade because you know, like I've lost electrolytes. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh my goodness. Bring me something deep yeah. fried and smothered in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um well you know so donuts. Um <laughs> there you have it, friends. Those are our top five Revenge of the Sith moments. But as always, we'd love to know some of yours. So oh, yes. when the episode's posted, let us know. You know, share your comments on um on the social media. Let us know what some of your favorite moments are from this movie. Cause I'm sure we missed them. Some of the ones that you all love too. Um, these are obviously what we love. So we'd love to hear more about what you all really enjoy about revenge of the Sith. So definitely let us know. Yeah. Um, do. But also let us know your questions. So next, like I said, yes. next week's episode is a Larry and response episode. Uh, give us all the questions you want. Um, you know, if we are, if we have a ton, we will obviously get to as many as we can. Um, feel free to send as many as you want. Um, we've had people in the past who would send us like pages of questions, which is awesome. Oh, wow. But um, essays, yes. And I think moving forward, we if you do that, like just be aware we may only be able to pick a couple of them. But feel free to send as many as you want, um, mm-hmm. and we can and you know sort and, uh, and and again, Katie's first one, so you all know what Katie knows. She's brilliant. Um, so <laughs> ask questions that only Katie can answer because Jason and I, I don't it. know jack about mall. Um, so <laughs> I'm just I'm the keeper yeah. of the mall lore yeah. just, and other things. So and other things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, and also again, stick around at the end if you want uh, episode five of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama. We're gonna get after yes. that Millennium Falcon. Gosh. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, if people want to weigh in on the episode or want to send us their questions, where exactly can they do that, Carl? Well, of course, um, we are on Twitter at Wampusler. You can find us on Facebook at Wampusler Podcast. You can always email us, Podcast at gmail.com. we got a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Podcast. And Katie, where are you on Twitter? I'm at Poe Hot Dameron. <laughs> it's all good times. Go uh, there. Go there for all cap Star Wars squeeing. Yes. Um, <laughs> Today was just all about waiting for the episode nine title to drop and then it never came. So that's that's exactly what you're in for over at Poe Hot Dameron. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You'll have anything else before we close this down. Uh, just bring me some Gatorade, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 320, Top 5 Revenge of the Sith Moments. For Carl and Katie, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. <laughs>
Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly. Episode 5, The Millennium Falcon Pursuit. galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now it is a dark time for the rebellion. Darth Vader, with an Imperial Starfleet at his command, has attacked the rebels' fortress base on the ice planet Hoth. Stormtroopers assaulting the base in walkers, enormous armored war machines, are about to breach their defenses. The rebels are rushing to evacuate the base as the Imperial ground commander inside the lead walker prepares for a final assault. Pilot, what is the distance to the rebel power generators? 17.28, General Beers. Very good. We're within range. Have all walkers redirect their fire at the generators, maximum power. And open a comlink channel to Lord Vader's ship. Yes, sir. Lord Vader, General Veers here. The rebel defensive shields will be down presently. You may begin your landing approach. Princess, I just want to get you down this tunnel and out of the base. Try and do somebody a favor. What do you got? Look out! Look out, man! Get down! Get down! Uh, I'm fine. Just let go! You all right? Yeah. The tunnel's never going to be the same. They must have hit the power generators. Oh. Transport, this is Solo. Transport here, Solo. You better take off right away, boys. The south tunnel's collapsed. We can't get to you. I'll get the princess out of here in the Falcon. I got me, Solo. Move fast. You're only one step ahead of the stormtroopers, and good luck. This gets me nervous when people start wishing me luck. All right, the last bus is loading now, princess. Come on. Looks like I'm with you, Your Highness, thank you so much for waiting. Come on, Trippio. What has happened to the tunnel? Hurry, there's no time. Where are you going? Come back. Into the hangar. Maybe the power door hold it for a while. Han, why is it life's one big foot race when you're around? Get me. Come wait, on, get inside. Wait for me, uh, Captain Solo. Uh, your Highness, please come back. A uh, power door in my face. Not typical. You too, Trivio. Uh, Sit in there. Uh, Everybody into the fog. Uh, Quickly, Trivio. Uh, well, I'm afraid I wasn't programmed for speed, your Highness. Uh, uh, wait.
Grabs his tree. Would help if I got out and pushed? Yeah, it might. Uh, sir, might I suggest... Don't push it, Smiley. It's gonna wait. So all this lift off. What'd he say? He says the reactor's going down. Still gonna lift off. Uh, I, I am compelled to object, Captain. You will either cause the Falcon's power plant to explode, or... Or we'll get captured by the Empire. She won't let us down. You were saying? Minor adjustment here. See? Buckle yourself in, sister. My, the stormtroopers. Well, let's see the famous Han Solo solution. Get us out of here. They're fighting on us. The engines are giving out. Open up with the forward gun pod, Chewie. Get ready to switch over power systems. The stormtroopers, they're falling back. Let's just hope we don't have a burnout. They're setting up a cannon. Ah, quit worrying. The shields will hold. Bring up the engines, Chewie. What did I tell you, Princess? Someday you're gonna be wrong, huh? I just hope I'm there to see it. Blast those troopers, partner! Let's make our exit! Nice shooting! Look! By the power door! Vader! We're finished! Shut up! Crunch it, Chewie! Had a girl! Imagination, or did Vader have a sort of dumb look on his mask as we left? What's that alarm flasher? Tide fighters, right on it. What a life. Charge main gun batteries, Chewie. you guys are still here. Where were you? Yeah, you made it just in time, Luke. We tried to find you earlier. This is the last evacuation. Hey, you should be gone already. How come you're still hanging around? Well, uh, we sort of uh, got delayed a little bit of this. A little of that. Yeah, uh, while we were... While uh, you were waiting for me. Right. Thanks, guys. What about the base? The stormtroopers are already inside. Everybody who could got clear. The princess? Well, she got out with Solo and the Falcon. Oh, then they're safe. Great. I saw the Falcon take off. Look, we're out of time, Luke. Your X-Wing's ready. Okay, I'm with you. Everything set, R2? Don't worry, R2. We're going, we're going. R2's got the coordinates for the rendezvous. We're gonna regroup out beyond the Galactic Rift. Right. You better get to your ships. Let's lift off. Luke, the stormtroopers have captured the base. No covering fire when we run the blockade. We'll make it. The Starfleet must be pretty scattered by now from chasing all the other transports. We're just gonna have to trust to luck. Luck, right. Get to your ships, you meatballs. We're lifting off. something new on the sensors. I know, I see him, Chewie. What is it? Star destroyers. Two of them coming right at us. Sir, Captain Soda. 3PO. Captain Soda, would you be so kind as to take under consideration shut the possibility... Shut him down. But I was merely attempting to be of assistance, Captain Soda. They're on us, Chewie. Check the deflector shield. She can't take much more of this. Well, we can still outmaneuver them. Star destroyers are converging on us. Yeah, that's just what they're watching us. Captain Soda, they're practically upon us. Just stay grilled. Fighters haven't abandoned the chase. Prepare to make the jump to light speed, Chewie. But Captain Solo! Those TIE fighters are getting closer in a big hurry, Hotshot. Yeah, well, watch this. Hold on, you Imperial suckers. Watch what? 
Khan. I think we're in trouble. If I may say so, sir, I was trying to tell you earlier that I noticed that the hyperdrive motivator had been damaged. It's impossible to go to light speed. We're in trouble. The time comes coming in again. Break right. Break right, Han. Uh, this is going to be a little tougher than I figured here. What do we do now? You and 3PO fly this thing. Me and Chewie will have to repair it. But, Captain, the optimal projections give you a margin of time that can barely allow for a favorable resolution. Oh, pilot seat or airlock, 3PO. What's it going to be? Oh, pilot seat, please. Come on out, Chewie. Just keep this thing headed in one direction. Let me and the Wookiee will do the rest. Everything all right back there, R2? Luke, uh, my scopes are picking up two Imperial Star Destroyers. Yeah, I see them too, Terran, but they're too far back to give us any trouble. Uh -huh. Another couple of seconds and we'll be ready to go to light speed. Whenever you give the word, Luke. Right. Uh, listen, those destroyers might still try something. Wedge, you go on ahead with Terran. Make the jump to light speed. I'll stay back and cover for you and then follow when you're clear. Luke, are you sure? I don't think that Imperial can catch us now. Well, I'm just gonna have to... No, R2, I don't want you to program the jump. Not just yet. Luke, is your R2 unit okay? What's the problem? Uh, no problem, Wedge. Just just get going, and good luck. Yeah. All right, if you say so, Luke. See you at rendezvous, Rogue Leader. R2? Get set to come into a new course as soon as they're safely away. What? <laughs> There's nothing wrong, R2. I'm just changing our destination. We're not going to regroup with the others. We're going to the Dagobah system. No, no, R2, that's all right. I'm just going to keep the ship on manual control for a while, thanks. I have to go there, R2. It's just something I have to do, that's all. Well, thanks for worrying about me. But I'll be all right, I promise. Now hold on, little buddy. Prepare to accelerate. Course engaged for Dagobah. How are repairs proceeding, Princess Leia? I don't know. The two of them are back there yelling at each other about hydra spanners and alluvial dampers. Oh, uh, uh, oh dear! The Imperials are upon us again! This is the end, Your Highness! Uh, uh, I never say goodbye to R2. Oh. That isn't cannon fire. What? Look out there. Asteroids. The sky is filled with asteroids. Oh, no! Here comes another! Uh, 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 Han, you and Chewie get up to the cockpit right now! It just doesn't seem fair, what with all the other problems we have. Will the deflector shears hold? Not if we hit one of the big ones. What's going on here? Look! Ah, more good news. Uh, uh, Where are the Imperials? The ties are closing on us. If we swing clear of the asteroid field, we'll run right into a Star Destroyer. Okay, uh, Chewie and me will take over the controls. Fine with me. Yeah, and with me too, I'm uh, sure. Okay, partner, uh, set course 271. What are you doing? You're not actually taking us into the asteroid field. <laughs> the Imperials would be crazy to follow us in there, wouldn't they? Hang on to your tiara, princess. Dreadful. Han, you don't have to do this to impress me. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is <laughs> approximately 725 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Watch out! <laughs> and here comes another one. <laughs> 
TIE fighters are firing at us. They're following us, those guys, aren't they? One of them hit an asteroid! Uh, you said you wanted to be around when I made a mistake. Well, this could be it, sweetheart. I'll take a bow, huh? We're gonna be pulverized if we stay out here much longer. I can argue with that. Pulverized? There must be something to I'm going in closer to that big asteroid. Closer? Closer? We'll crash! No, I'm just gonna hug the surface. Let's see how good those guys are. Come on. Han, this canyon's too narrow. And it's getting narrower! Yeah, that's the idea. We still got those ties. But the Millennium Falcon can't fit through that opening. Why? But she's flat, Rio. We can make it sideways. Hold on tight. Oh. Oh. We made it. We're alive. Alive? Well, traveling with you is never boring. I'll say that for you, Sarah. What about the Tie Fighters? <laughs> they have the canyon walls. Guess it's time to look around for a landing spot. Uh, that cave down there looks pretty good. Yeah. It's a suicide. That'll do nice. Ease her down, Chewie. Mm. Why a cave, Your Highness? Gotta make some repairs on the ship, 3PO. I just hope you know what you're doing for a change. Yeah, me too. an urgent signal. I hope this interruption isn't... No oh. You may approach me now that my helmet is in place. Were you shocked by what you saw? Lord Vader, I, I was behind you. I only saw the back. I'm aware of what you saw. You know that I am not to be disturbed when I am in my meditation chamber. There had better be an excellent reason for this intrusion. The Starfleet has sighted the Millennium Falcon, my lord. We pursued her into the asteroid field, but we lost four TIE fighters in the chase. She's in among the asteroids... Asteroids do not concern me, Admiral. I want that ship and her crew and passengers, not excuses. Do you recall the fate of Admiral Ozzel? It is difficult to forget such a sight, Lord Vader. As it was meant to be. Now go and get me the Millennium Falcon. I want to check on the uh, vector guides, too. Maybe that's where the problem is, Chewie. Mm -hmm. How's the transition rig looking? It'll be fine if you just let me work. Don't be so touchy. Looks like I'm gonna have to shut down everything but the emergency power system. <laughs> Captain Solo, I, I'm almost afraid to ask, but does that include shutting me down too? Nah, 3PO, I need you to talk to the Falcon and find out what's wrong with the hyperdrive. Oh. You and her speak the same language. <laughs> that is the third disturbance we've experienced since landing in the cave, Captain. It's quite possible that this asteroid is not entirely stable. Not entirely stable? Well, I'm glad you're here to tell us these things, 3PO. Chewie! Take the professor here back to the tech station, plug him into the Falcon system. Really? Sometimes I just don't understand human behavior. After all, I'm only attempting to perform my function in the most expeditious and efficient manner. He's doing his best to help, you know. Huh? Oh, look out! Hey! Hands off! Just looking out for my crew, Leia. Come on, let go. Please. Don't get excited. 
Captain, being held by you isn't quite enough to get me excited. Sorry, sweetheart. I just haven't got the time for anything else right now. One of these days, hon. One of these days. Where is Arthur when I need him? What an incredible mess. How's it going on the hyperdrive, oh, Trivia? Fixed yet? Uh, Captain, I don't know where the Falcon learned to communicate, but she has the most peculiar dialect. Don't knock her. No, 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 she's very intelligent, but she can be so rude at times. Well, it comes from hanging around with me and Chewie. You're liable to start doing it yourself. What'd she say? I believe she says that the power coupling on the negative axis has been polarized. I'm afraid you will have to replace it. Well, of course I'll have to replace it. I'll go and see about the transition apparatus, sir. Hey, Chewie. I must admit, I never hey. thought I'd see myself the core wire you wanted? Look, I've been thinking. We'd better replace the negative power coupling. What's the matter, Princess? You need a hand with that? Let's see here. Hey. What I don't need is your arm around me. Look, Your Worship, I'm only trying to help you. Would you please stop calling me that? You make it so difficult sometimes. I do, I really do. I know that, Leia. Come on, though, admit it. Sometimes you think I'm all right. Occasionally, maybe. When you aren't acting like a scoundrel. Scoundrel? Scoundrel? <laughs> I like the sound of that word. Hey, it looks like you skinned your knuckles. Let go of my hand. It's all dirty. My hands are dirty, too. What are you afraid of, Leia? Afraid? You're trembling. Did you know that? I'm not trembling. Please let me go. You like me because I'm a scoundrel. <laughs> there aren't enough scoundrels in your life. I happen to like nice men. I'm nice men. No, you're not. You're... <laughs> Captain Solo, sir, sir, I have been talking with the Falcon. Let go, Han. Please. I have isolated the reverse power flux coupling that has been plaguing us, sir. I'll go take a look at it. Good work, 3PO. Really good work. Yeah. Thank you, 3PO. Thank you very, very much. Oh, Captain Solo, you're perfectly welcome. I'm sure. not dreaming, you simpleton. See? It left that goop smeared on the canopy. Listen. Her highness is right. Listen. I'm going out there. Are you out of your mind? Look, I just got this bucket back together. I'm not going to let something tear our apart. Okay. Then I'm going with you. Whatever you say. You too, Chewie. Break out the breathing mask and get your bow cast. Uh, pardon me, sir, but I think it might be better if I remain inside to guard the ship. Yeah, suit yourself, 3 Let's go, princess. Oh, 
ground sure feels strange. Ugh. I feel like rock or soil. It's too squishy and slick. There's a lot of moisture in here. It's pretty warm for a cave, too. And I have a bad feeling about this. You're not the only one. Chewy, keep your bowcaster ready. Let's see what it was you heard, Leah. It sounded like it was right up on the hull. What is it? Just what I thought, a Minoc. Chewie, check the rest of the ship and make sure there are no more of them attached to it. Minoc? Yeah, they stick to a ship and they chew on the power cables. Go on back inside. We'll clean them off if there are any more. Hold on to me. These quakes are getting worse. in committee. Oh, I am not a committee. Han, you can't make the jump to light speed in an asteroid field. <laughs> Sit down, sweetheart. We're leaving. Look, the cave entrance. I see it, I see it. The cave is collapsing. The entrance is closing. There's no cave entrance. There's a mouth, see? We're inside of something? The mouth is practically closed. We're certain. Not if I can help us. Receptors 3PO. We made it. I can scarcely credit my senses. With no room to spare. Han, what was that thing? They call them space slugs. It's probably dormant when we landed. We woke it up. Only you, Solo, could pick a monster's esophagus to park in. Look, I got a shot, didn't I? TIE Fighters! The Imperials picked us up again. They're fired. Why can't I leave the sort of placid existence for which I was designed? We can't go to light speed here. We're going to have to outrun them. Everybody hold on. Hit it, Chewie! Unable to escape into hyperspace, the Millennium Falcon is now locked in a desperate race against Imperial warships. Elsewhere, Luke Skywalker is about to enter a new phase of his life as a Jedi Knight. And strands of the future draw the rebels towards new and horrible danger. The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Perry King as Han Solo, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, 
and Anne Sachs as Princess Leia. Also heard were Gordon Gould, Sam McMurray, David Rashi, Jay Sanders, and Don Scardino. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was directed by John Madden with Tom Vega. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. The executive producer was John Boss. Post-production was realized at Studio M in St. Paul on the 3M digital mastering system by Tom Vaglin.